Welcome to the Heart and Mind podcast. I'm your host for today, Tim Kress, and with me is Dr. Dennis Wallstrom. Dennis, how are you today? Good, thanks. Yeah, great to be with you. How exciting is this? It's the first Heart and Mind podcast connecting spirituality and mental health in order to transform your everyday life. So Dennis, we have an upcoming summit. This is our third annual Heart and Mind Summit Mm -hmm. coming up uh, May 7. Uh, What is it that you're most excited about? You know, this touches on an issue that all of us deal with. So I like taking some time with an issue like that, that is just a human issue. Yeah, the the issue of anxiety. Yes, Mm -hmm. and... uh, I, I guess I think of it as the biggest problem we don't know we have. Yeah. It, it's, it hides itself in lots of ways, mm. and yet it really affects us in our lives and relationships. So if you were to define anxiety for us, I think um, anxiety is a word that is, is a hot word today. Mm-hmm. We hear it a lot. Um, like stress, you know? Right, Everybody right. uses it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but don't think they have it. Right, 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 right. So, so how would you, or how in general do we define anxiety, maybe versus something that we might think is similar, like stress? Mm-hmm. And I, I think of it as this built-in response that's really important, that uh, you know, I, I believe God has designed us to be very responsive to our world and to, to one another. And sometimes we need to respond quickly in uh, what we call emergency mode. And so our nervous system is set up so that within half a second, I can respond to what I need to. And it's great. It's great to be able to do that. And then to kind of think it through afterwards or reassess and so forth with uh, you know, our, our higher brain functions. The problem is when we get stuck in that, and uh, as, as somebody said to me uh, not long ago, um, in my family, everything was an emergency. Mm. And so it becomes a way of living that I'm just always in this mode. Right, right. And so kind of almost a, a fight or flight, like um, endorphins. I don't know what all physiologically goes on, but I'm sure between adrenaline and, and endorphins, I don't even know what half of these words really mean, to be honest, but, but uh, just the different chemicals that flow through our bodies and put us consistently and constantly on edge. Yeah, in, in a rapid response sort of thing. And, and again, it's, it's great that we're able to do that. It's very much like a toggle switch that uh, we have basically this quick response, emergency mode, fight or flight. You know, folks are, are aware of that. The other toggle is rest and digest, mellow out, chill, relax, it's okay. But oftentimes that's not our default state. For many of us, the default state is, okay, I got to be on edge. I'm not going to accomplish what I need to. I won't get this report done. I won't, I'm going to disappoint my boss. Uh, 
you know, there are a number of ways that we keep ourselves mentally always on. So it, it's almost, would, would, would at any point, would anxiety then be classified almost as an addiction in some ways? Is it just the, the feeling like I almost need to feel this way in order to feel yes. whole? Yeah, and we can, without really realizing it, because for many of us, we grow up like the person who mentioned in, in, in my family, everything was an emergency. Uh, we grow up thinking that's just the way life is supposed to be, that I'm, I'm always on. But what's happening is that I'm in this, uh, what we technically call sympathetic arousal. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on in this urgent mode. But what's happening is that there's a signal from my brain to the rest of me, you know, these little little glands, you know, most people know, you know, the, the, the pituitary and the hypothalamus and so forth. Uh, well, the hypothalamus tells the pituitary, okay, send out that good stuff that gets to the adrenals and we're going to flood the system with the urgency hormones. And it's great how, how quickly that can happen. But when those hormones, uh, like adrenaline and cortisol particularly, are just constantly flowing in our system, they break us down. We're not intended to live in that all the time. And it breaks us down physically, cognitively, mentally, and relationally, and not to mention spiritually. Hi. Mm-hmm. I- I, uh, I think back a little bit to my, my, my master's program, and I was a little bit, real honest, honestly, a little bit of a procrastinator. But one of the things I loved about putting things off was the urgency that yes. my system kicked in, right? Yes. Like, okay, now I'm really actually going to be focused because I have to be. I don't really have a choice. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's, that's some of the images how, how that, that come to my mind. How do you uh, maybe self-diagnose, oh, I'm... I'm in this all the time, or I really, right. uh, I, I'm right. feeling mm-hmm. anxious regularly, and and maybe, uh, first of all, I suppose self-diagnosing, or yeah, because I can be unthinkingly in this mode most of the time, and so there there are some indicators that if if I'll just pay attention to them, it, it can be helpful. For example, if it takes me a while to fall asleep at night. That's one of those basic indicators. And then ask myself, okay, why? Why can't I just fall asleep? Because uh, many people, I mean, the, the, the normal mode is within a few minutes, fall asleep. Why can't I? Well, do I have a busy mind? Am I just thinking, wondering, worrying, predicting, and I can't shut it down? That's one of the, the first basic indicators. Um, you know, do, do I have this this mind that just doesn't shut down. Right, right. And then I can also listen to my body. And maybe that sounds obvious, but many of us don't do it. <laughs> and uh, so Why would I listen to myself? <laughs> and uh, so we, we don't pay attention. Do I have headaches? Do I have eye strain from constantly squinting and looking at things, from constantly furrowing my brow? Uh, many times when I work with people, I, I try to get them, will you please relax your forehead? And, well, I mean, my forehead's not relaxed. 
<laughs> well, that's a, a source of tension headaches, you know, and, and or the tension in my neck and shoulders and, and so forth. Some people will tell me, uh, my hands are always cold. Well, you know, that's one of those physical indicators that I'm in this red alert mode because the, the shall I say, normal place, the default, my hand should be kind of nice and warm and pink. But that'll tell me. That uh, so that that's one of those you know the, the the body is 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 telling me. Gotcha, gotcha, fascinating. Um, as you look around, just generally culturally, then because it it feels so common as you describe things. Uh, you know, loads of people I know have a difficulty sleeping. Loads mm-hmm. of people I know have you know what I mean have have just this experience where they're always on as 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 the theme says life on red alert right mm-hmm. um what are some of the maybe overall cultural um ways that that we've gotten here do you think yeah. um mm-hmm. some of the things that have sort of caused uh yeah. this anxiety epidemic yeah well and here's where uh, somebody said to me the other day you are such a boomer And I don't know exactly all of what he meant by that, but uh, I value uh, quiet time and getting away. I I got a little of the hippie in me. (laughs) I love going up the central coast, and I just value my quiet time. And uh, for me, um, the, the culture is constantly yakking at me, and uh, it, it's changed because there is just so much going on. And you have to realize that I, I grew up where, uh, you know, on the TV, you had a little dial, and you looked at either Channel 2 or Channel 4 or Channel 7, and you just had a few avenues where a few people told you what's going on in the world. Well, now we're surrounded by all these voices telling us what's going on, also telling us what we need to do. Um, I'm very interested in holistic health and natural medicine and and so forth. Well, imagine what my inbox gets in my email on those things. All kinds of things that that are there demanding my attention. And I'll notice that most all of them create a tone of urgency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the number one marketing characteristic, right? Like, is to paint your life. Your life is in trouble. You need my product. And so I have to intentionally, uh, and actually this is not just a boomer thing. (laughs) This goes back centuries to people who knew on a certain level a lot more than what we know now. And that is they knew how to, as as some of the the ancient um, Christian uh, teachers would say, you've got to descend out of the mind into the heart. And many of us don't know what in the world that means, but it's, for our purposes today, it's, it's shifting into a different mode where I'm not mentally analyzing, looking, considering a stimuli and, and so forth. I'm descending into the heart. That is, I'm centering myself. I'm quieting myself. Um, when, when Jesus said, peace be with you, uh, he was inviting us into, I would say, more of this heart-centered space where we can 
um, be and exist in a, in a certain space with ourselves, with others, and with God, and it's restful. Mm. And some of that is the the image of God in us. We were made both to work and to get things done, but also to rest. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That even even God rests at the end of the creation week. And significantly, I think Tim, uh, you know, in that creation narrative, he starts us on rest, not work. Mm. So the very first, if if I and this is actually one of my favorite meditations that I use myself, is I just picture myself opening my eyes on the first day, first moment of my existence, and the first face I see is his. And the first thing he says to me is, come on, let's, let's just enjoy a nice walk. Let's enjoy the day. And what if I said, well, um, I need something to do. What, what are we going to do? Well, what we're going to do today is rest and just chat. So it's significant to me that in that early story, uh, we're started off with rest, not with work. We're started with rest. So really, we we work from out of the rest that we've yes. been given. We don't rest from the work that's exhausted us. Exactly. And I believe, Tim, just how you summed it up there, if I live out of that, that is life-changing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's radically upside down and backwards from the way the vast majority of us, 99.9% of us possibly, yes. live. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what are some things that we can do about anxiety as we, as we look at it? What are, and I know at the summit, we're going to do deep mm-hmm. dives and all mm-hmm. sorts of aspects. And that's, that's really exciting. I, I can't wait for, for May 7th from one yeah. to five uh, at the North Hills church, but. Well, there's so much there that's available to us. It, it, it kind of stresses me out to think about it. <laughs> How much there is. Yes. Yes, for sure. <laughs> So dial down maybe into just a few things. What are what are a few things that our listeners today could put into practice that that might help them when they notice some of these feelings of not being able to sleep mm-hmm. and they notice that, mm-hmm. that they can't just seem to wind down. And I find that a lot a lot of us resist the simplicity of it and and don't believe it. Isn't there some chemical I need to take? Isn't there something that I, I need to be hooked up to to and the simplicity of it is is disarming itself, or maybe arming. <laughs> we, 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 we fight against it. But uh, let's say, first of all, uh, just to shift our breathing. And uh, there actually, there are a lot of different modes that we can use to, to do this. But uh, our brain is actually hooked up directly to our heart and to our gut. And uh, so when I shift my breathing, what I'm doing is I'm shifting the signaling from my gut up to my brain. We're used to our brain telling us, okay, you need to do this. Oh, look at this. Oh, wait a minute. And a lot of our urgency comes out of our perceptual system and, and the triggers inside our brain that say, okay, this is urgent. So with our breathing, we can shift to more of a bottom up. And it's very simple. You uh, slow your breathing to a slow, deep breath, five seconds in and five seconds out. 
it's really simple. Mm. But there's been a lot of study on this, which is called uh, heart rate variability breathing or HRV breathing. Google it. There's, there's a mm-hmm. lot of research on it. Google Scholar. There's scholarly articles on it. And, um, but you, you shift into that. And within about 20 seconds, you're, you're going to feel something different. Mm-hmm. It, it takes the edge off because you, you begin to get into what we call coherence, where there's this smooth transition of your heart rate. And as that smooths out, the heart is constantly signaling the rest of the body. And it actually emits its own neurotransmitters and uh, blood pressure modulators. All that comes directly from the heart. And so as I smooth out the variation in my heart rate, it signals everything. Mm -hmm. And in fact, there are 40,000 sending neurons that go up to the brain from the heart, where the heart is telling the brain what to do. Now, 40,000 isn't so many compared to 80 billion, but uh, just like it takes a small rudder to turn a big ship, uh, the heart will respond. And so I, I think one of those first basic things, I can shift my breathing. And when I'm wanting to fall asleep at night, I can just focus on my breathing. And actually, and, and I, I will do this myself uh, every single day of my life, uh, put the left hand on my heart and actually feel the warmth of my heart. And I use the left hand because it hooks up to the right side of the brain, mm. <laughs> and, uh, uh, which is a little different from my left brain stuff. You know, People generally know that, the left brain, right brain stuff. And uh, so I want to access my right brain a little more visual and artsy and spiritual <laughs> and so forth. Brilliant. And, and uh, so I put my left hand on my heart. It's, it's not that I'm not patriotic, but, uh, you know, the left hand has a, a purpose. Uh-huh. And uh, feel the warmth. And then I actually focus on the heart and just imagine it warming and radiating light and warmth. And so that's that's part of it. And then let a positive emotion flow through the heart, which very often gratitude is, um, is really powerful. And so with the, in that simplicity, let, let's say I'm, I'm at the end of a long day, I'm lying in bed, I, you know, just, you know, I can't fall asleep, will shift my breathing and then focus on my heart and get into a positive emotion like gratitude or a contentment is another one. And you actually go back to a moment when you felt deeply contented. And uh, I, I hope you all have a number of those moments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just pull it up from the file and, uh, and go into it. And, and the key thing is feel the feeling that I felt in that, in that moment mm. and let that feeling flow through. And it takes some practice but pretty soon you get where you're accustomed to that feeling. And when you're in that feeling, it's easy to slip into other places. Like if you need to fall asleep, it transitions you nicely into, into that mode. Mm. Mm, that's powerful. I was uh, 
taking a workshop recently on the next generation and anxiety mm-hmm. around kids and students, teens. And, uh, and one of the things the presenter challenged us was to, to write down three things that you're grateful for oh, yeah. from that day at the end of every day. And in two weeks, see how different you feel. Yes. Just something simple like that. That's Well, and it, it's astounding how that's an area of research. There are research studies on that. <laughs> and, and the simplicity of uh, a gratitude list. Th- list, write down three or five things that you're deeply grateful for. And you do that at the start of your day or at the end of your day. And in the experimental studies where that's the experimental group, the gratitude group, what did they do? They wrote a gratitude list. Not real complicated. But it shows powerful effects on depression, anxiety, overall uh, a positive feeling about your life, even relationship uh, readiness, being available for positive relationships. You start with gratitude, it's, it's going to change your attitude toward other people. Attitude of gratitude. I love, I love that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> well, I know we, we've got the, the summit coming up, and you're our keynote speaker. And at some point, you're also going to be uh, hosting this podcast here coming up. Mm. We'll, we'll bring on some of the speakers from the summit. Yes. Uh, some of yes. the the breakout presenters and get to hear from them here as we as we put out this this podcast. Um, what is it that you w- would want people to know as they're coming to the Heart and Mind Summit on May seventh? We've we've done a summit on. I know year one was as as this got planned was a mm-hmm. challenge because mm-hmm. we found ourselves in covid so uh it was all online and we talked about depression and suicide yeah. and yeah. then last year we got to talk about friendship and and making and maintaining and friends mm-hmm. um in positive ways and uh so so what is it as we head into life on red alert that you'd want people to really um come in mm-hmm. either expecting or mm or thinking about, or, or looking for? Yes. Um, I think, first of all, that it's easy, easy to come and be part of it, easy to own this issue. We all have to own it. We all get to own it. Uh, don't worry, this is not like a summit on schizophrenia, <laughs> <laughs> where you walk through that door and you say, okay, well, this is, a, this is really tough, tough to own this. <laughs> But uh, on anxiety and on, on the red alert, it's something all of us know, mm. and all of us need to know better. And there's an abundance of uh, support and resources that are easily available. People have always had this challenge. And uh, so I, I, I think just as uh, uh, Jesus invited us very straightforwardly, you know, come to me and discover what rest is about. You're carrying around a heavy load, and I want you to find rest for your soul. Mm. And uh, that, that sums up pretty well, I, I think. It's, it's easy to come, easy to be part of. You don't have to be religious. You know, I, I draw from the well of spirituality and from a lot of different faith traditions, and there's a lot of things in common. Uh, you don't have to be religious. But there are things that, that we'll draw from uh, that are, are helpful and practical. And um, 
I think once you, you taste it, and I, I think one of the th- essential things of uh, the Heart and Mind Summit, we want you to taste it, you know, and, and discover, you know, this, this is really nice. Mm. I, li- I like the feel of this. I like the, the payoff I get. And uh, so that's, uh, I, yeah. I think there's that easy access. Yeah, point. yeah. If you, have, if you have faith, you may notice some ways that that faith is an incredible resource. But if you don't, you're going to notice a bunch of resources Yes. Uh, that are going to be helpful for you regardless. That's great. We've got we've got breakouts on anxiety and kids. We've got break breakouts on you're 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 doing a breakout session on spirituality directly mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how that ties in with anxiety. There's a breakout on the neurobiology behind yes. it all. Nope. Uh, there's uh, there are there's a, a breakout on self regulation, how to sort of regulate, and there's one in, another breakout on on relaxation, how just to to bring in relaxation techniques as a common part mm-hmm. of your your practice. So there's there's a lot, there's a, a ton of different things that will be available for attendees. Yes. Well, it's one Sunday afternoon, but it is so packed, so dense with things that can be helpful. Mm. You know, just... Um, yeah, yeah, there'll be, f- yeah. You'll be able to choose, you'll have to choose out of the five breakouts, you're gonna have to <laughs> make a decision. And uh, hopefully that doesn't cause anxiety. But, <laughs> but uh, you'll have to make a decision and choose two of them. Bring, so that's why you want to bring a friend or two to make yeah. sure you can all compare notes at the end, right? Yeah. So we also have a resource uh, that you were mentioning uh, mm-hmm. before we started recording today. And it's a resource uh, that I'd love for you to talk about, uh, mm-hmm. Anxiety and Phobia Workbook mm-hmm. um, by yes. Edmund Bourne. Yes, yes, he's a psychologist, and this is uh, kind of a classic book. There are, because this is such an issue these days, there's lots of material on it, and a lot of it's you know, really good material. This is a classic workbook. It's very practical, and it's holistic in its emphasis, and so it draws in things about th- ways of thinking and feeling and behaving and, and even eating <laughs> that uh, can uh, help as a, as a resource for anxiety and phobias. Um, very straightforwardly, anxiety is more the general experience of fe- feeling tied up in knots over something, and a phobia or a fear is just more focused. But it's a similar response we have in our bodies and minds. So this workbook is very practical on a lot of issues and uh, has been around a while, been re- uh, revised uh, a number of times. So it's really good. Great, great. We will make sure to link that in the show notes. So if you're listening on uh, whatever platform you happen to be listening to, you can mm-hmm. uh, find a link to to that as well as to the Heart and Mind Summit uh, website where you can uh, pre-register for the Heart and Mind Summit. It is free, by the way. I don't know if we've mentioned that, but it is completely free. So feel free. If you don't have a chance to pre-register, you can just show up as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, pre-registering helps us really get a feel mm-hmm. for for who all is going to be present with us that day. It should be a uh, an amazing time together. So is there anything, as, as we sort of wrap up, um, is there any uh, last piece of advice, you know, if someone is is listening, we want to we're going to continue each time we release a podcast to try and provide resources mm-hmm. to help with whatever uh, anxiety or whatever 
you know, family system or, or depression or whatever we might yeah. be talking about. Yeah. But is there any, uh, anything else you'd like to direct people towards or any last kind of words of advice? And I think the, the, one of the key things is just easy access. There, there are things within reach of all of us that can begin to make a difference within 20 seconds. You know, if, if I'm open to it, if I'm willing to try and experiment, and most people are willing to try some, some different things and discover. And so we want to have things really easily accessible that start to make a change right now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, as always, uh, if you are really struggling, please go out and seek some help, professional help. Uh, counseling therapy is a wonderful tool. It is a wonderful to be able to talk to people such as Dr. Wallstrom and, uh, and others that, uh, that are really there as, as a help for, for all of our, our mental health. So make sure to look up help when you need it. If you're struggling in, uh, in, in critical ways, reach out, reach out, find somebody to talk to, call the suicide hotline if you need to, uh, and, just hold on to that hope because we all deal these these are such common things to to yes. deal with yes and we can all uh, get through it if we lean on each other a little bit better together mm -hmm. so thanks so much dr wallstrom for your time and thanks everybody for tuning in leave us a couple of reviews we would love some reviews uh that way more people can find this content more people can tap into some resources that we're uh, providing and, and provide some hope to people as we connect spirituality and mental health in ways that can transform our everyday lives. So thanks again for tuning in and we will see you next time. <music>